So when it got announced that I wasn't actually going to the game, it was kind of, it was upsetting, of course, and I was sad, but it was, it wasn't a complete shock. But I wasn't, I was never mad. Like I talking to some of some other people who this affected and like, I was never mad at Dave. I wasn't angry at CrossFit HQ for making that decision. I completely, completely respected and understand it. Like the individuals, yes, I can hundred percent say a lot of the teens work just as hard as them, but we don't bring in the money and like, I can't be angry about that. So that is the truth of the situation. The bulk of the games is the individuals whether or not like I like it. So I, I completely understand his decision to try to, he's just trying to make it work. So I, I totally respect that. I, I have to say your maturity level over this is unfathomable. Like if I, when I was 17, I would not have had that, that type of maturity level. So I commend you for that. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear, and I, we are 40-plus Masters athletes who love the sport of CrossFit. We want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news from the Open to the Sanctionals to the CrossFit Games. We also want to share our journey to get fit and healthy using the sport of CrossFit. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. We are now available on YouTube at the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends podcast and all traditional podcast platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Clydesdale CrossFitter. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. Today we have with us uh, a partial crew. We have my friend Amy. Hey. And Kat. Hello. And we are Sans Charlie as he is doing husbandly duties in the basement and garage. He has to, okay, that sounded bad, but his... <laughs> His duties are his honeydew list, which is cleaning out the basement and the garage. So um, we have a great interview today. It is, I am really, really excited about this. Um, Kat reached out to uh, Annika Greer, and she agreed to come on. She is 16 years old uh, and has the maturity level much higher than mine. And so... We want to start this by the Morning Chalk Up did a um, did a piece about the age group qualifiers and kind of like an unofficial awards, mm -hmm. and so they gave Annika the Spirit of the Games award, and so I'm going to have Amy read what they wrote about that before we get into the interview. So Spirit of the Games, Annika Greer. Greer also deserves to be in the conversation for podium worthy as well, but the 17 year old would be would be first time qualifier out of Canada exemplifies perseverance in the pursuit of her games birth that was ultimately lost to history in 2018 Greer finished 21st in the age line or age group online qualifier just one point and one spot away from qualifying in her last year in the 1415 division. 
Last year, she improved to 15th, but the number of spots at the games were halved from 20 to just 10. This season, Greer finally broke through, finishing second overall in the age group online qualifier, only to have the season cut short. She may not get to compete in Madison, but she's worthy of recognition along with this really cool gesture by her friends uh, from the gym. So that really cool gesture that they were talking about was uh, like a, a drive-by car parade um, from our friends to congratulate her. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted her on was just I took a look at some of the age group um, competitors and how they reacted to the news, and she just super gracious, super mature, and just had a really great attitude, and I knew that she would make you know, a great addition to uh, the menu of athletes that we have on here. So. And so with that, let's go ahead and go to the interview and let Annika speak for herself. So here we go. Well, Annika, it's so, so cool to be with you today. Um, uh, for our listeners, we're with Annika Greer. Um, she finished second after the age group online qualifier in this year's, uh, in this year's edition. Uh, so she would have go, gone into the games in the second seed, which is really cool. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, and so then everything kind of got disrupted uh, this year. But let's go back a couple of years. You, you, this wasn't your first year trying to make the games. You have steadily uh, gotten better and better over the last couple of years. And so you started, what, two years prior to this? Yeah. So I've been doing CrossFit. It'll be either four or five years this summer. But for the first two and a half years, I only really did the, the teens classes like three times a week. Um, I didn't really start like training competitively until, until 2018, yeah. And so that the first year you were eligible to compete in the Open, you, you qualified for the age group online qualifier that year? Yeah, so I came 10th in the Open my first year as a 14-15. That's incredible. It was, and, I remember it surprised me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a background of gymnastics, is that right? Yes, yeah. I was so, a gymnast for basically my whole life until CrossFit, but I was only ever really good at vault and floor because I was always strong, but I had to stop eventually because I was never very good at vault or uh, beam or bars. <laughs> and then so after, I, I watched your video. Um, so after gymnastics, then you kind of um, moved, you were trying out um, Taekwondo, and then yeah. you, you, then you found CrossFit. Um, yeah. does, I'm, I'm just curious too, does anybody else in your family participate in CrossFit? Yes, my mom. She likes to pretend she's not very good, but she's amazing. <laughs> she's um, in her 50. I think in the next couple of years, she'll be, if not in the age group online qualifier, top 100. She's, she's competitive like me. Um, she can do bar muscle up. She almost has a ring muscle. Up. Like she's very good. She likes to pretend she's not, but um, so she does do CrossFit and she trains with me sometimes. Um, my dad does some CrossFit. He has some, so he's kind of the other side of CrossFit. Like we're both more competitive and he's more of the health aspect where he has like a genetic heart condition with one of his aortic valves on the works three quarters of the way. So he has to be really careful with not getting his heart rate up too high. So a lot of the high intensity stuff he can't really do. Um, but he loves to do assault bike and rowing and air squats and all that stuff. So he also loves it. And so then in that, in that first age group online qualifier, you finished what, two points out of going to the games? One point, 21st one point. and one point. 
Oh, sorry, I doubled that up. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was tough because it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with my, with my physical fitness. It was just, I made a mistake on a workout and I had to redo the workout last minute and I couldn't go as fast as the first time. And it's, we just integrity wise, we didn't want to submit the score. So basically what happened, I dropped off of the rope climb with my hand on the 11 foot line and it had to be below didn't affect my work capacity the fact that I completed the whole workout it was just a little bit of like a it says in the rules and it was a little sketchy so we didn't want to submit that score with any doubt so we redid it at the last minute and I couldn't go as fast I was just like exhausted mentally and physically I was 14 and I'd never done a competition this long or that intense and I was just like done um, so we submitted my slow score and it it bumped me to 21st i think i was like 60th on that workout um with my original score being good enough to go to the games wow so it was good fun <laughs> so then the next year uh you qualify for the age group on one qualifier again but you had actually sustained an injury yeah so when was it i think it was it was december or november just snatching one day it was nothing like completely out of the ordinary. It was just a weird snatch. I caught it a little funny and I felt my elbow kind of pop. Um, and initially I was just like, oh, okay, it's a little sore. And then I think after the adrenaline wore off, I was like, oh dear. But I would have never guessed it would have been as long as it was. It was, I think, five months of training um, with basically no arms. So that, that had a bigger impact than I like to admit, because the whole time I was like still training, I was doing what I could and I was staying positive, all that. But I think in the end, it, it did have a bigger effect than, than I initially thought. And so that year you made the qualifier and then you finished 15th yeah. after that. Uh, and that's the year they went from 20 to 10. Yeah. So if it would have been the rules from the year prior, you would have made the games, uh, but they cut down that. Yep. And I was never mad about the, I think I was one of the only teen athletes when they cut it to top 10 who wasn't upset about it. I remember when it got announced, I was just kind of like, well, I'm not trying to fight for 21st anymore anyways. Like I was ready to fight for top 10 and I was fine with that. But yes, it would have been nice. I would have gone to the games, but it was, it was all right. I didn't want to be 21st or 20th anymore. I wanted to be right up there. So. So then that brings us to this year. Uh, so you have, you, did you have an injury free training year this year? Actually, no, but not as, not as, um, as serious as the year before. Same elbow, same movement. Don't know. I honestly, at this, at like when it happened and now we can't figure out, there's nothing wrong with my movement pattern. There's, I don't have any weak, like surrounding muscles. Like I've done a ton of prehab for it. I did a ton of rehab. It was just either bad luck or we don't know, but same elbow snatching again. I didn't feel it pop, but I felt it pull. And this was before Wadapalooza. So this was, I think, four weeks before Wadapalooza. And it was on almost perfect timing because it was exactly four. It was just a mild sprain. So exactly four weeks later, I was basically back to 100%. But there was four weeks there where I was basically just doing a salt bike. <laughs> and so you finished eighth in the open. Yes, yeah. And then in the age group online qualifier, you moved up from eighth to second. That surprised me. <laughs> and you, this is your first year in the 16, 17 year old. 
This is my second year, 1617. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I have one of the unfortunate birthdays. They keep changing their birthday rules. I think it's changed again, but after my first year, it got switched to your age as of the games. So I turn 17 next month. So then technically next year, I will be 18 as of the game. So I'm not uh, 16, 17 anymore. So I only get three years in teens, whereas some people with more fortunate birthdays get, get four. So you're always catching the good side of the rule change. I know, right? <laughs> That's all right. That just means in the future, good things. The universe doesn't hate me, I'm, I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> I love the attitude. That is, that is awesome. Thank you. It took a long time to cultivate. <laughs> <laughs> and so this year it was announced that there would not be any age group uh, divisions at the games because of the COVID-19 uh, quarantines. So what was your initial thought when that happened? I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, to be honest. I feel like since the online qualifier and since all this, it just all happened really quickly. Like the Monday, the last Monday of the online qualifier was the day all of the gyms on Prince Edward Island shut down. They kind of did collectively because we're PEI is so small and we're all such a tight knit community here. There's only, I think, three affiliates on all of Prince Edward Island, and then there's a couple other non affiliated CrossFit gyms. Um, but they all collectively decided to shut down that Monday, and then after that, it just it seemed like it got so much more serious, and so many other things were getting canceled. All the sports were getting canceled. The Olympics. I feel like for me it never fully set in that I was going to the games. So when it got announced that I wasn't actually going to the game, it was kind of, it was upsetting of course, and I was sad, but it was, it wasn't a complete shock, but I wasn't, I was never mad. Like I talking to some of some other people who this affected and like, I was never mad at Dave. I wasn't angry at CrossFit HQ for making that decision. I completely, completely respected and understand it. Like the individuals, Yes, I can 100% say a lot of the teens work just as hard as them, but we don't bring in the money. And like, I can't be angry about that. So that is the truth of the situation. The bulk of the games is the individuals, whether or not like I like it. So I, I completely understand his decision to try to, he's just trying to make it work. So I, I totally respect that. I have to say your maturity level over this is unfathomable like if I, when I was 17 I would not have had that that type of maturity level so I thank commend you. you for that thank you so much so there has been rumors out there that the teens have gotten together uh, to kind of try to put on their own CrossFit games for lack of a better term and so there was a zoom call with the teens were you a part of that zoom call I wasn't no it was at just time zone wise it was at a very late time for me so I didn't I didn't join that. Okay. So have you heard any news coming out of that? I have. They have a, uh, a location. It's at the Pitt Fitness Ranch. I don't know. Any, I never heard about that until this, but it looks like a nice venue. It looks like it could be cool. And I'm like, I'm, it's very, very sweet of Azariah is the, Azariah Price is the teenager trying to put this on. Very thoughtful of him for trying to put this together. I know he knows how we, we're feeling, but um, they, they have a date now. I think it's September 3rd to 6th. So Labor Day weekend. Oh, wow. I'm not mistaken. Um, that just got announced today, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to compete. I think it's sweet and I would love to see some teens. Like, like I think it's super cool and it's a tricky situation 
because it's it's not the games. As somebody who's tried, like who's only thought about the actual games for three years, that has been my sole train of thought. It's not going to replace that no matter how hard they try it's like it's it's not i think it's awesome that they're giving the teens like a place to show off their fitness that's super cool but for me i'm already on onwards and upwards i'm focusing on bigger things as an individual but it just i think it's awesome and i'm glad that some teens are getting teens that are still in the teen division are getting that chance to to show off their fitness but for me i don't i don't think i'm going to participate oh wow so, is it is it the timing that like you're you're really more focused on sort of like the open and getting into that next age group obviously the open age group is that is that because that's more of a priority for you now it is like i just i have some bigger goals for 2021 and i'm i'm honestly i'm a little bit done with teens i've had my fair share of teens my teen <laughs> years have been a ride and i'm like I I did what I came to do in 2020. Like I wanted to prove to myself that I could do whatever I put my mind to. And I really did. Like I've never been more proud of a season of a season of training, like ever. So like I did what I needed to do. The games was honestly like a cherry on top. So I'm moving past that and I don't want to get stuck. It is in September. So if I train for those games all summer, I just kind of want to almost train for the future, not just September, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes, it makes total sense. What do you do um, for academics? So I'm in, I'm in high school. I go to a public high school. I'm not homeschooled. I do, I'm full-time there. Um, Bluefield High School, PEI. We don't, we don't have private schools. It's just Prince Edward Island. But so we start, also, actually my first day of uh, school is September 6th anyway. So I would be missing if I were to go to the, the comp in I think it's Michigan and wherever the pit is I, I would be missing my first couple of days of school but I still have I'm in grade 11 this year so I still have one more year of, of high school so you'll be going into your senior year yeah so, got it and uh you have a favorite subject English <laughs> English and French French okay are you French Canadian or no I am not but I've been technically not but I spent almost all of my summers in Quebec growing up. Um, so I've, I've known French and I've been speaking French since I was in kindergarten. So it is basically English and French are pretty interchangeable for me. Mm -hmm. So safe to assume that the CrossFit Games is an, is an athletic goal of yours. Do you have academic goals by any chance or putting those on hold for now? What do you think? This next year will really be telling for me I've never been one of those people that's always been like, I want to be a vet or I want to be a teacher. You know what I mean? So it's always just, been, or at least the past four years has been like CrossFit. That's what I want to do. I love this more than anything. Um, and I'm still set on that. I can't have one foot in one foot out. So I will hundred percent commit myself to, to doing that. Um, after this year, it'll be telling for me. I, I'm grateful to be honest. It would be nice to have four years of teams. But at the same time, I'm grateful that I have my first year as an individual with stability and with actual ground under my feet. I'm not trying to go to university right now. I still have one more year of high school where I'm like, I'm here. I'm still in PEI. I don't have to worry about moving. I have like a, a stable surface under my feet where I can go and compete. We're planning on doing some sanctionals next year. Um, and I can just kind of go see other places, go meet different people and see where this year takes me. And I think that'll give me a better idea of whether I go full-time somewhere, whether I'm part-time with more of my focus on training, but 
I'm almost 99% sure my biggest focus will still be CrossFit. So I'm curious, how do you balance your training and academics and social life? I know now probably it's a little bit different, but regularly when we're not in COVID, how do you kind of balance those things? I don't. (laughs) The unfortunate thing is that something does have to give and that is partially my social life. I love my friends and they're awesome and they're supportive, but I, I do not see them outside of school very often. And I'm, I'm fine with that. It's, they know me, they support me. They don't think I hate them, but um, my gym family is a huge part of my social life. Being able to, to see them that that's a lot of, a lot of my friends are there too. Um, but it's honestly, it's sometimes train in the morning, sometimes not. So I can get more sleep school until three thirty, And then I train basically from four until nine some days and then eat sleep do the same thing again <laughs> okay so i have a couple of questions uh to, to have a schedule like you have you must have super supportive parents yes. and other other stuff i've seen like it seems like they're always there cheering you on so do you want to give your parents a little shout out for what they've done for you oh my gosh 100 percent. they are amazing i could not have asked for better parents no matter what i want to do i know they're 100 percent there um even if they didn't do CrossFit, I still think they, they've always been 100% there no matter what I've done. I mean, even our garage, we've completely turned into basically a gym. It was filled with, it hadn't been touched in years. It was just a storage space for recycling and just everything. It was a disaster. Um, and we turned that into a, basically like a full-blown garage gym. She's, we've ordered a rig. We made an outdoor rig. It just got finished the other day. Like she does, my mom especially does whatever she can to, to make sure that I have what I need. It's, I'm so grateful. They're so amazing. And she was a competitive swimmer as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. She was, she also likes to pretend she wasn't as good. She swam her whole life. Water was like, that's her thing. Um, and then as a master, she, she won nationals more times than I can count. Uh, like in every stroke she did, she was an, a phenomenal, she still is, but she's a phenomenal swimmer. I did not get that gene. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you do with shark bait at Wadapalooza? Ah, Wadapalooza was an interesting, it was a, a very good learning comp for me. Um, I went into it with the mindset of don't burn out because it was so close to the online qualifier. I didn't go into it with like a full blown, I want to win every event kind of mindset. Um, so I did not do as well as I could have. It was like a, a C plus score for myself. Um, but shark bait was, was not great. Um, so I'd swam a lot going into Wadapalooza. We had done a lot of swim training. I didn't, I felt good. Like I felt ready to, to swim problem being I'd never swam open water before and a lot of people laugh at me because they're like you live on an island you don't swim open water and I'm like we have two seasons winter in July and August I haven't been able to get in the water (laughs) forever so and I mean a couple days before Wadapalooza myself and my friend James we did go open water we did go into open water and we swam a bit and I was completely fine um so I'm not quite sure what happened in shark bait, but when I dove in and I'd like no hesitation, just dove right in and I couldn't see because it was pitch black underwater and I did not really 
expect that, I almost had a full-blown like panic attack. So I stopped for a second and I pushed myself backwards. And then I was one of the first ones in the water because I'm I'm smaller, I'm good at pistols, I'm good at D-ball. So I was like super pumped, first one in the water, let's go. And I got there and I couldn't see and I almost panicked. And then everybody behind me just trampled me. And so I'm getting stuck under people, I'm getting kicked. I had a huge scratch up the side of my leg, like just complete panic mode. This is, I think, everybody's story, first time open water swimming. So that swim did not go well for me. The first half was just trying to like get my heart rate under control. And then I could start swimming. But by the time I'd stopped myself from panicking, I was already so far behind everybody. But I mean, I was able to catch people on the, the pistols and the deep balls again, but it was not a great finish for me. <laughs> So the other question I have for you, this is just totally random, is um, three of us are from Columbus, Ohio, and um, we have a hockey team here that when it first started like 20, 25 years ago, a lot of the foundational members of that team came from Prince Edward Island. No way, really? Yeah, like Doug McLean and um, of course, some of the players. And uh, so is it really the, the, the hockey hotbed that everybody says it is? Prince Edward Island is like 99% hockey. You can, every single male on the island has either played hockey or does play hockey. I've never actually played hockey. Um, but it might also be because my parents aren't from here. I'm not technically, my dad's from the States. He's from Memphis. My mom's from Ontario. So they didn't really have hockey backgrounds growing up. So I never played, but hockey is, is huge in PEI for sure. And it's really tiny. And for our listeners who don't know, it's just due east from Maine, right? So it kind of hangs down from Canada off to the, the one side. Um, the east of the east. <laughs> what was that again? It was the eastest of the east. We're very, very east coast. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, is it fun living there? It's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's, we have beautiful summers. We really do have lovely summers. I love, I mean, I live on a beach. I can see the water from where I'm sitting right now. So that I'm so grateful for that. I do love where I live but it's hard when you're not from here um, because everybody knows everybody it's such a tight tight-knit community it's great in a lot of ways it mean like I have the most supportive community ever which is amazing but it's hard in, in other ways because I don't have I've never had any opportunities given to me because it's just it's so small and we're so disconnected from the rest of the world it's somewhere that I will and 100% honesty, next year I will probably leave to go to university. If I do go to university, even if I don't, I will probably leave to go train somewhere else because it is, if you live here, you need to experience the world before you decide to come back. Because we're not, we're not, we don't have, we're not very multicultural, we're just, we're very isolated. Um, so it's a beautiful place and we've got some of the nicest, most supportive people, but it's, it's very isolated. So I would love to go other places and experience other things. <laughs> And that is not uncommon. You know, I, I'm not from, I'm not from Columbus, Ohio. I moved here because to see the world. Um, and I know other people have done that as well. So that's not uncommon. Uh, so what does, what do the next five years look like? I know you, you want to put hundred percent into making the CrossFit games as an, an open individual. Um, so what is your plan to make that happen? So I actually, I just talked with my coach yesterday about our plan for, 
this upcoming year at least. I mean, for me, it is just kind of like so many things can change so quickly that it's, we just kind of take one year at a time. We don't even know technically what next year sanctional wise is going to look like yet. We're hoping it can go back to normal. I mean, whether that means a vaccine or herd immunity comes up first, we'll have to see. But um, if next year is normal again, my training, we've we decided yesterday, my training is going to completely change for next year. Um, so as a teen, I am now well-rounded. I am an even, I had no, I was the most consistent athlete in, I think, I don't know about the whole AGOQ, but in my division at least, I only had one finish outside top five. I was really proud of that because for me, I've always been more so of like a home run hitter. I mean, you saw that in 2018. I came like, I hit a 195 clean when I was 14, but I came like 40th on the burpee workout. So like coming into, I was always really naturally strong. Like I have never done a strength cycle but I had no aerobic base. So for me, we've spent, what we really changed last year was bringing up that aerobic base to match my gymnastics and weightlifting. We no longer had well-rounded training. It was all just cardio bias. And rowing. As, rowing and burpees, that is exactly it, just rowing and burpees. Um, and that, and it, it paid off, it really, really did. So I, I mean, I still came ninth on the row burpee in the AGOQ, but, coming from 35th to 9th, like the open workout with the burpees was, I came 35th. And then the one with the burpees in the AGOQ, I came 9th. But as, so I am now technically as an elite teen, well-rounded, but as an individual, there's a bigger, there's a bigger gap. So my aerobic base as a teen is here, but as an individual, it's, there's still a bigger gap there. And my, we learned is my strength will stay, will stay. It will not leave. I did not touch a heavy barbell since the open and I hit a 240 clean, just missed the jerk in the AGOQ. So it's like that didn't change and it won't change. So we are, for the next year, he basically told me we're making me a runner. So the bulk of my training, as in like 90% of my training is going to be running, rowing, biking and like burp just pure aerobic like pure pure aerobic work with only one crossfit workout a day <laughs> so that's going to be i'm excited to see what that looks like that'll start that'll start monday so i'm very curious to see what the workouts are going to actually look like but this will this is something it, and it makes sense to me talking to me yesterday about it, he's like this is something that will make you when you're 18 19 20 so much better so it's it's about patience this year and just like it's, it's going to be a lot different. I'm still, I'm still waiting to see what it's going to look like. I haven't, that cycle hasn't even started yet, but we're just basically a hundred percent, all of our focus into basically becoming a runner and that will bring everything else up with my strength and my gymnastics staying the same. So, I mean, I will do sanctionals and we'll, a couple of weeks before we'll cycle in other stuff. So I don't get to the sanctional and forget how to do chest bars, but um, that's what my training is going to look like for the next year. So Annika, you and your coach, um, you guys have sort of grown up in the sport together, right? Um, in terms of him coaching you and you being the athlete. And you mentioned that you probably are going to move away to train. Um, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel a little anxious? Is he, is he feeling anxious? I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Yeah, not the thing. So his biggest thing is that he's coaching me so I don't need him. He's brilliant. I can't, like, I absolutely love Brett. He is, so he lived in, um, in Korea and he used to coach at a CrossFit or Reebok CrossFit there with Austin Maliolo to regionals in 2011. So he decided he hated competing. So he, he knows his stuff. He's not just, 
he's not just from PEI. He's, um, he's been around, but um, moving away, I still think I'll stay with him as my coach, but it doesn't make, he's coached me in a way that I'm not anxious without him. I know that I'm capable, like everything I need, I have, he has helped me and he has been, he has more than helped me. He's built that, but where I am now, I don't need to be with him to, yeah, I'm, I'm not anxious about that. I like, it will be sad to not see him anymore. I love him, but anxiety wise, not so much. That's great. You have an awesome outlook. It's, uh, it's going to be really fun to watch you. Thank you. I'm very excited. <laughs> with your dad being from Tennessee, there's probably some areas around there that, that probably work out for you. There's some good athletes in Tennessee, I think. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yes, yeah, that's true. I have thought there has been – we don't actually have any relatives in Tennessee anymore. He hasn't lived there since he was 18. Um, so he left to do his, his, um, his grad degree. He did his undergrad there, and then he moved to – Toronto. He went to York University. That's where I met my mom. They both did their PhDs there. Um, so he actually hasn't lived there since he was 20 and we have no family there. So honestly, I haven't even thought about, the only reason I thought about going to Tennessee was, was mayhem, but, sure. but that's, we'll see what next year happens and what happens next year and how that plays out. Do you have, um, do you have any sort of CrossFit idols, you know, people that are now in that open division that you sort of look up to, or do you have any relationships with any of them? not again the thing with being from PEI is that I, I don't I've never organically right. grown a relationship like that so people I look up to I, I think more so mindset wise than anything Sam Briggs I just think she's cool like she's she's just awesome she's just real like to, when you meet her in per I did meet her in person and same with Sarah Sigmund's daughter those two I think when you meet them in person they're just they're very real people and they're very kind and they're very just happy people. They're not fake. They don't pretend to be something they're not. And I just, I've always really looked up to them, but yeah, there's never been one. I've never shrined over one athlete because I think I've always, I've wanted to be them. So it's never been like, I wanted to fandrel over them. I wanted to be, to be competing with them. Yeah. From an analytical standpoint, do you look at someone like Haley Adams who came from the team division uh, and pretty much made a seamless entry into the open division? Yeah, that's, just study cool. like what she does. She's she is awesome. Um, I think for her, her biggest she is the opposite athlete of me. If you were to make an opposite of me, it would be Haley, where she just can't always had that amazing aerobic base, and it was her strength that faltered a bit. Um, like I remember just watching the clean event of the games and stuff. It would have been a, the complete opposite for me. Um, so I think that is what helped her seamlessly enter the, the individuals because that is, with the direction CrossFit is going, I think having a solid aerobic base is more important than being strong right now. You still need to be strong, but it's not about 1RM lifts anymore. It hardly is about 1RM lifts. It's about, can you lift heavy under fatigue? And I mean, the thing is, I think my 1RM clean and jerk is higher than Haley Adams, but she beat me on 20.4 because her aerobic and just muscle endurance is so much better than mine. Um, even though technically I'm stronger than her, right? So I think that is what really helped her seamlessly enter into the individual was her just super solid base. And that's what we're gonna try to build this year is just 100% throw myself into the aerobic stuff and try to get that, that base so we can build off that. Yeah, the open, I mean, is generally pretty much a lot of engine work. And so 
I think for sure, like, I think that's working on that is, is fantastic because you get that base, then you can, can get in there and then kind of highlight and show off your weightlifting. Exactly. A hundred percent. Honestly, though, after the online qualifier, it really kind of not only surprised me with how I did in the teens, but looking at, so just as an example, Olivia Sulek and Emma Carey both did phenomenal in the open as individuals. I think Olivia came 50th as an individual in the open, which is, they're both amazing. They're super sweet girls. I can say enough good things about them. Um, but then I was right there with them. And I mean, I ended up placing higher than Olivia. And I mean, to be fair, I did not do very well in the open as an individual. I just had too many, although I did well as a teen, again, well-rounded as a teen, bigger gap as an individual for me. So I had two or three finishes that, that hurt me as an individual. So I think I was maybe top 600, but nothing super flashy. <laughs> but seeing that how much better I had gotten since the, since the Open and seeing that I was right there with them made me pretty fired up for next year's Open, to say the least. So I saw uh, an interview you did with your coach. Um, it seems like the biggest thing he has given you is a mindset that to be able to control your emotions during a workout. Uh, would you agree? A hundred percent. It's, I think the online qualifier was just like a, everything we'd be, we'd been doing kind of built up to, to that weekend because I can say a hundred percent, nothing went well during that, that weekend. Nothing went well, everything went well, but nothing went perfectly. Nothing went as planned. No, I don't think one workout, we didn't have an issue with it. Either it be the camera didn't work, we had to restart. My grips ripped five times and I did half of that workout five times before I could actually do the whole thing. Um, whether it be, I pinched a nerve in my trap and my left arm went numb right before I was about to read the last one. Like just a hundred things went wrong, but the whole time it was just steady. Like no, that was what I was most proud of too for me is that Oh, he likes to tease me because I was such a head case when we started in 2018. Like, if I look back to the 2018 online qualifier, oh my goodness, it was a, I was a wreck. Every workout was just a mess. Like, my emotions were all just so inconsistent. Um, and we've worked, that has been the biggest thing that we worked on was just like, basically making me a mental monster. <laughs> and it, it's really, we did mental mindset programs. We did, he has made every training session as hard as possible mentally, just he's thrown annoying things in my way just so I have to get over them. And it's, it's been annoying. But it's, it's really paid off. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. That's really cool because I'm 50 and I'm still a, a mental head case during a workout. So, so you are way ahead of me. <laughs> That's too funny. Thank you. I still have my days. Don't worry. I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, I had one question about that video too, because I think that Charlie and I, when, when it's not COVID time, Charlie and I work out together at 7 a.m. and we call ourselves the 40 plus club. And one thing that we are really bad at is something I noticed you were really good at, and that is warming up. So, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. So I like, so you were commenting about how you don't like to feel rushed um, through, through your warmups and, and all that. And so I just wanted to point that out there since that's something that Charlie and I, we need to, we need to work on that. That's funny one of our weakness. I was not good at that either is in 2018, in 2019, I was not a great warmer upper to be honest, but we worked a lot on that. I mean, I have a, 
So I have a really close relationship with my physio, Harrison. Actually, I need to shout him out too, Harrison McKeever. He was at every single one of my workouts. I had a knee issue that we, like that weekend. I have great knees. I have no idea where it came from. I have a great knee now. It just kind of randomly appeared that weekend. So he was there every workout to tape it up. And he was, he even has, he has a, a baby. He's not even a year old yet. And he brought him with him so he could come tape me. He's amazing. Um, but so we, I've built a, a really solid warm up and mobility plan through him. So I just commit to that every, um, before every workout, just, I mean, injury prevention is huge for me because I'm, I am injury prone from gymnastics. So that has been, that was a big thing we changed going into, I think going into 2019, that was something we changed. Um, but it's also, especially before competitions is a way for me to kind of, to visualize. And that's another thing we worked on a lot is like basically seeing the workout how I want it to go and how I want it to feel and that is that's a huge huge part for me that's awesome so I just I want to finish up with some fun questions so what do you do away from CrossFit just to decompress oh god um that's a good question so I mean before CrossFit I am um, my biggest thing even more than gymnastics was show jumping with horses I did that really really competitively um, and I still have my, my horses, my show jumpers, but I don't compete anymore. Just, it takes so much time. It's not, so I, I still ride them. Um, I still ride my horse Fergie a couple of times a week. So that's, that is always nice for me to do because there's no pressure. There's no stress there, but that's, other than that, that's, that's basically all I do. <laughs> well, you have a beautiful watch? area to do that too. So that's really cool. Do you like binge any Netflix shows or you got to give us something? Oh, The Office is my forever favorite. Yes, The Office is my forever favorite. I could watch that a hundred times. <laughs> so if you were in a workout and, you're, and it's getting tough, like uh, Burpees and Row, what is that one song you need to come on to get you pumped up? So my age group online qualifier playlist is terrifying it is so unlike me um if you like my playlist during training is pretty it doesn't really matter what's on but during the online qualifier i have a very angry playlist um five finger death punch and shine down are the two yeah there you go are the two <laughs> biggest on that playlist but i think lift me up by five finger death punch is the is the go-to <laughs> Yeah, my, mine is cry, cry for Help from Shinedown just because of the message. Yeah, I love Shinedown. <laughs> Shinedown's great. Um, and the, the funny story you told about that, where you did that um, row burpee workout, videotaped it, did it again, and your mom actually was watching the video while you were doing it the second time to tell you if you were ahead or behind of your previous pace. Yeah. I thought that was, in one, ingenious, uh, and two, that the support your mom has to like do that during the workout She's was really awesome. cool. That was fun. So for me, the, that was a huge mental gain for me because something that I've always struggled with is I don't perform. I put too much pressure on myself. As an example, the 2020 open, my goal was to be top 10. I just wanted to prove it to myself that I could, that I was capable. And even though it technically didn't matter, I just wanted to, I wanted to be in there and I wanted to have that confidence going into the rest of the year. And I think going into the last, I had a rough start, right? I started with a 35th. So going into that last workout, the burpee, or sorry, not the burpees, the, the ring muscle ups, row and wall balls. Ring muscle ups are my best movement. Um, and I was sitting outside the top 10 and I knew the girls ahead of me were really good at ring muscle ups too. And I got so stressed out that I performed really poorly. Um, the first time I did it. And then the second time I did it, I put on a country playlist 
did it just, I think I did it like eight hours later, just cause I just wanted to do it with no pressure. And I went like two minutes faster and that's good. But I also, I knew after that, that I needed to get to the point where I could put pressure. And it was hard for me to, to accept that. Was, I need to get to the point where I can put pressure on myself and I can perform well with pressure because I can't avoid pressure. Um, and that workout, I was actually able, normally before workouts, I don't, think of like a plan I just kind of do it and see what happens um but I went into that workout I had looked at my row paces I had looked at my burpee paces my mom was standing there with a video I was kind of like warming up like all right so if I step this foot and take that like you know I was like is that any faster is that any slower and I committed to that plan and that was a lot of pressure because I'm like well what if I mess up that plan what if I and I committed to that plan and I stuck to it and I executed it perfectly and again I went I think two minutes faster on my redo just because I had made that plan, put pressure on myself and said, you're doing this. And if you don't do this, you, you won't go to the games basically. Um, so that was another, that was another big mental win for me. And here's my last fun question. So, and this is to get you some kind of sponsorship. So in three years, when you're on the podium at the games, what shoes do you want to be wearing? Oh, I'm going to have to say Metcons. I've been a Nike girl since the very beginning. I, everything, all the shoes I own, from my running shoes to my lifters, they're all, they're all Nike. Yeah. I actually like the fives. The fives are pretty good to work out in. They are my, the Nike freeze are my all time. I've had, so I've struggled with shin splints, um, with running and anytime I had a running and, and like actual CrossFit running workout, I could, I had to wear running shoes because my shins would get so bad, but the Nike freeze are my savior. I can do everything in them. <laughs> Any other questions from you guys? I was, I was curious to know, um, what do you do for nutrition? Ooh, great question because I am so proud of my, my nutrition company. And I've been with M2 Performance Nutrition for, it'll be two years now actually. And I work with Jen Ketter. Um, she is awesome. It is, I couldn't say enough good things about them. Um, it's the most, I tried a couple different nutrition plans before I went with them. So I tried zone for a bit. I tried one with a girl from my gym and none of it was sustainable for me. I've never been a big eater. Um, and it just, I was not consistent with it. I couldn't stick to it. It just didn't feel sustainable for me. And then when I started counting my macros, I think I feel better when I do even mentally, I just feels more checked in more, more regimented. And it's, it's awesome. It's really awesome. How much, how much do you get to eat? Oh my God, I eat so much. I'm not, honestly, I'm not a big eater. If I, if I don't, if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't eat enough. Um, so I eat, what are my macros? I think it's 62 fat, um, 140 protein and 420 grams of carbs. So a lot, a lot of carbs. Amazing. Yeah, a lot of carbs. Good for you. Carbs are important. <laughs> Well, I, Annika, I just want to tell you, like, you are so impressive. Um, I, I am blown away by your maturity level and how you handled this interview. And I cannot wait to see what you do in your CrossFit career. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. So you have to promise when you're on the podium that you're going to do another interview with us. I promise. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking some time out today to, to do the interview. We're really excited for you and I uh, can't wait to see what's to come. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah. It's great. Well, to have talk a great day. You. Thank, Thank you. You guys too. So uh, if you weren't blown away by that 16 year old girl, um, 
I, I don't know what to tell you. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I really think it's cool that we're, we're kind of laying some groundwork to kind of keep her as a regular guest on the show to kind of see her transition from the teen division to the open division and to see how that goes. Uh, Cause she definitely has the strength numbers to compete. Uh, it's going to be, you know, can she get that engine up to where it needs to be in the open division? Well, I have to say just as, um, as a coach, as a mom, as a person, I was really impressed with her and um, her presence of, of talking with her. It, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So let's get into the news of the week. Um, I know someone just finished a half Murph. <gasps> yeah. Can you tell by the rosy cheeks? <laughs> rosy cheeks and the yeah, pineapple. We're, we're, we're a week out from Memorial Day. So um, I'm not a big Murph person. Um, I think I was talking to Amy earlier this week. I think I've done it maybe three or four times and I've been doing CrossFit for about six years. Um, I've conveniently not been around on Memorial Day <laughs> to do this workout because I'm just, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner at all. Um, so today, yes, I shuffled 800 meters um, in about five minutes. And then I did my 10 rounds of Cindy in about 15 minutes. And then I did my last 800 in about four minutes. So 24 minutes, half Murph. And I've got my built-in weight vest from COVID-19. So I figured that's like RX plus. Uh, I broke up my pull-ups or no, broke up my push-ups, did like the first 10 and then went like five, three, two, and then was like five, one, one, one. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, I don't know, female athletes seem to always struggle with those push-ups. Okay. So that's what I did, but it probably didn't help that I had an all new low yesterday in front of the pantry nutrition wise, where I had the pretzel chips from Costco, little chippy flat pretzel things. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. So standing outside the pantry with the, you know, the bowl of those and a squeeze bottle of caramel sauce. Oh, and I girl. was just <laughs> a little dollop of caramel, popping in the mouth. I did that maybe, I don't know, AMRAP, you know, 10 times. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> It's been a struggle. <laughs> the nutrition is way off. I'm trying to get it back on track, but it's really hard. I keep trying to get it back on track too. And then um, I keep finding ice cream in the freezer and it keeps finding its way into my hands. And yeah. yeah, I got these like keto salted caramel bars at Costco last week and they're great, but not when you eat like four of them in a row. It's just, it kind of defeats the purpose and I have no self-control. So yeah. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty solid on the nutrition. Um, but when, when I go bad, I, I like, I don't go halfway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we actually found that my, my wife and I's favorite food truck was in town. Um, and so we made like a little mini date night and found the food truck in Columbus went and then we sat in our car outside the food truck. Which one? Which one? It's called uh, Kenny's meat wagon. Oh. And they make uh, Chicago Italian style beef sandwiches. And so we love the city of Chicago and we love the sandwiches there. And this guy does it up like really well. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, um, we did it up. That was Thursday night, maybe. Um, but other than that, like I, I have so many trifecta meals and I, I got to get through them before they go bad. And, um, and then I've been using those macro stacks recipes that are just really good. 
Um, and so everything's been fairly solid with that nutrition wise. Uh, just that one night where we kind of let it loose. Yeah. How about you aim training? Um, well today I did some, okay, this was funny cause we, Kat and I were talking about Murph this week and I asked her if she did it and she said, when I say I don't run, I really mean that I actually don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so today, uh, I followed comp trains today and, but I, um, added some Murph, Murph prep to it because unlike Kat, Murph is my favorite workout. God um, bless you. <laughs> Well, and I love Cindy too, you know, then just add on the runs. What's not to love. Right. But so in order to kind of prep for it. So today it was a one mile run and then it was 70 calories on the rower and 70 calories on the assault bike. So for the run, I wore my weight vest. Yeah. I wore my weight vest. Here's the problem. Now I think I'm not going to be able to wear the vest for the actual Murph because I came in from the run and it was kind of hot today. So like I took it off and I just kind of threw it on the ground and then the plates like cracked one of my clasps on it. So, Oh no. So I broke it a little bit. I guess I you got like two weeks. You can build your own weight vest and ice cream. Like <laughs> we, the thing. we only have one week cat. Yeah. Oh, one week. Sorry. Yeah. See, one week. And then is everyone doing it on their own? Cause gyms in Delaware aren't opening until I think June 1st. Yeah. So oh, our no. gym is not opening until the day after. Tuesday, the day after. So, okay. I don't know if that means we'll do it like the following weekend or if what. Mm-hmm. I've heard some gyms are doing it on Fourth of July weekend, oh. just kind of as a compromise, give people a little more time in the gym to do some pull-ups before yeah. you actually have to do a hundred of them. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Good week. I I love Murph so much. I, it's it's this love hate relationship because it was my first ever CrossFit workout. It is a benchmark for me, um, yeah. but man, it is not anything that I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually I am a pretty good push upper when I'm when I'm in good peak condition, and I'm a good air squatter. But man, pull ups and running is just not me. Those are two of my favorite things. So exactly, we all complement each other very yeah, well. <laughs> All right, so um, let's talk about the Rogue Invitational. It's coming up soon. Um, Kat and I are actually part of uh, a judges Facebook group because we've judged in the past. And they are looking for in-person judges uh, for this event. And uh, it's pretty crazy that they are going to send in-person judges to do uh, this online competition uh, for everybody. So it is going to meet more than just like the video standard and trying to... uh, do that. So uh, th- if you want to go to, was it, was it Budapest, Hungary, they need someone? Yep. If you can get to Hungary, <laughs> I think Laura Horvath needs a judge. Um, yeah. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be a cool opportunity for those judges though, to sort of just have one athlete the whole weekend, you know, and, and however many events there are going to be and that sort of thing. It's just kind of a neat, neat opportunity for them. Do they need any in Australia? I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't. I do not think that Australia was one of the ones on the list. Okay. Let me know if they need one. Uh, Cincinnati was. Yeah. Yeah. One of the stipulations is that I think that you have to probably live in the state or be within driving distance because I think all the states except Oklahoma have like 14-day quarantines for out-of-state visitors and things like that. Yeah. Um, so. We'll so see. Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. Um, uh, Nevada. 
Fallon, Nevada. I guess yeah. Cowboy Sean needs a judge. Yeah, we're speculating that it's probably Sam Briggs in Cincinnati. I bet yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, and then you got my girl Fee in uh, Cleveland. In yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Who's then uh, Chandler. Here? Chandler will be in is in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then Brooke Wells in Tulsa is who I'm assuming. It's only 200 miles, Schweitzer. Never know. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm I'm curious to see it too because I guess they're going to do a live stream where everyone's yeah working out at the same time. So it'll just it'll be interesting. I I don't know if there's going to be like this big giant Zoom meeting that we're all going to just watch, (laughs) Uh, or is it are they going to have it and then produce it and make it available to viewers like at a later date? I I get the the impression that it's going to be the latter. Okay. So they'll they're produce, produce something it and then in segments and then kind of put it together. Um, but I don't know. It, well, it, yeah. it should have been happening today in real life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. While my calendar keeps Yeah, We could have all been hanging out at Rogue today. I know. I know. That would have been fun. Yeah. So uh, just a follow up to that is Dubai, they announced that they are canceling the 2020. Uh, version of the Dubai CrossFit Championship, but they also announced that they're going to do something just like Rogue. They are going to do an online competition uh, and they are putting a lot of prize money in place for that. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. Uh, Will they do something similar to Rogue where they send judges around the world or recruit judges from around the world to uh, judge the competitors? I I love the idea. You know, it's a great solution to the problem of the online competition. And I think I read that Dubai is actually opening up to lots of different age groups as well. Oh, wow. Which is something new that they haven't done in the past. So, cool. Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that because I think the prize purse or, or it was important to a lot of athletes, that competition. And so yeah. um, I'm, I'm glad they're figuring something out for it. Yeah, I mean, all of this prize money for sanctionals is probably in everybody's sort of budget for the year, yeah. you know, for athletes. Um, and for that to be taken away, it's got to sting a little bit. And if you think about it, that's that's huge for the pro athletes, right? That are trying to make a living doing the sport. Now mm-hmm. they don't have the travel expense to go to Dubai, but they could still win the same amount of money and really bank some money to be able to support themselves through the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, the, even not having the games where they would award, you know, money for winning events and, you know, for second and third place, those podium spots weren't you know, a kick in the bucket either. So it's just, it's going to be weird for everybody money-wise this year too. Oh, so let's move on. You, you mentioned the games. Uh, the letters went out this week uh, to the 30 individual athletes in the male and female sides uh, telling them that they have changed course, that they're only doing an open division of individual athletes and that they have been selected as one of the, the 30 and they had until yesterday. We're recording this on Saturday, May night, May sixteenth. They mm-hmm. had until the fifteenth to decide yes or no that they were going to go to Aromas uh, to compete in the games. So we should get a list of athletes who have confirmed uh, fairly quickly this week, I would guess. Um, Carrie Pierce posted the letter on her Instagram, so you could kind of see what it looked like. And of course, she said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then um, let's just finish it up with the best thing we saw on the internet this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. Did I forget something? Yeah, you did. Something big. So speaking of 17-year-olds, 
<laughs> right. We need to hear the story yeah. now, Kat. Yeah. So we're, we're not teasing that to the next one. No, we're no. We did that last time. We teased oh, it to this one. Oh, okay. We keep yeah. teasing it. Yeah. So last. So the last time we recorded, we I said I had gotten it no sleep because I was up all night trying to you know catch my son in the act of sneaking out. Um, if you want to hear that story, go two episodes back. Yes. It's uh, to the, episode 32. Ryan Eldrod, right? Ryan Eldrod? Uh, the Dex. Dex, Dex, Dex. Sorry, Dex. Um, yeah. So he's been sneaking out, seeing some girl. Um, don't know the girl. She lives like 40 minutes away from our house. So let's see. Saturday night, I slept on the couch and heard him leave at like two in the morning. Um was really too tired to get out, get off the couch, to like walk into the driveway to see if he was actually gone or not. I just sort of committed it to memory. My phone was updating at the time, so I couldn't do the whole like find my iPhone location. I couldn't even see what time it was because I didn't have my glasses on and the TV was like halfway across the room. So you I'm are the worst spy ever. I know, right? <laughs> so I woke up the next morning. I did hear him going up the steps at like. 5 a.m. So he's gone for a couple hours. Um, this is Mother's Day, right? So Mother's Day, I wake up, everyone's asleep. I go into his room at like 10 o'clock. I was like, hey, where'd you go last night? He's like, I went to Wawa. I said, Wawa is like our convenience store. And he does that almost every night at like 11 o'clock, but he usually texts me to tell me he's going. I said, well, you didn't text me. He said, well, you were asleep. I said, well, where else did you go? And he's like, nowhere, mom. Nowhere. You know, like as if I'm crazy. Yeah. And uh, I said, so... Um, would your odometer on your truck indicate that all you did last night was go to Wawa? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, if I looked at your odometer last night around eight o'clock, and then if I went to look at it now, would it all have like two miles on it? Because Wawa is literally like down the street from our house. And he's like, <clears throat> you know, and so yeah. I sat on the side of the bed and he told me the whole story. There's this girl. She, he climbs in her window to get to her house. She's got like an older brother and a dad who like hunt and have guns. They live on like two acres, crazy, crazy. So all this, well, it gets better because now he, he asked me on Tuesday, can she come over to the house? Cause I told him when I, like, when I found out, I was like, look, you guys can just see each other. You don't have to sneak out in the middle of the night. It's dangerous. What if you get in an accident, pulled over, you know, all that. So then he, he's like, you know, can she come over? So the mom calls me the night before or I call, she asks me to call her and we're talking and she's like, yeah, I don't really understand like what the urgency is for them to like see each other because they've never really been together before. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, they have, <laughs> um, you know, many times. Um, so she ends up bringing her over the next day. And this girl, meanwhile, she's a freshman in high school. My son's a junior. So she's my daughter's age. Right. Um, she brings her over. She comes and chats for a while. She leaves. So my son and the girl are downstairs and I go downstairs and I said, listen, she was going away to Texas to see her brother who's in the Navy for like two weeks. I said, when you're in Texas, you need to tell your mom that you guys have seen each other at least once prior to all this. I said, because we're friends now and I can't start off this relationship in like a big fat lie. <laughs> and the two of them were just like, oh. I don't, I don't know if we should do that. I'm like, mm, you should do that. I said, parents are much more understanding after the fact mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. But if you don't tell her, I'm telling her. So more to come. Ooh. We shall see. Bum, bum. But you know, he barely got punished. It was like, his punishment was, okay, I take your keys at night and you're not allowed to sneak out anymore. 
Like yeah. that's your punishment. Right. I'm the worst mom ever. <laughs> I can't believe you would even ask him about the odometer. I mean, right. Oh. And it was a total bluff. Cause I didn't even look at the odometer. Right. And I, <laughs> I told him later, I'm like, I didn't look at your odometer. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> but he Let's knows. be honest. 50% of parenting is bluffing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hoping, hoping they don't call you on the bluff. Yeah, it was the it was the him getting gas twice a week when he goes nowhere was was like you know the tip off. And when I asked him about that, I said, "Why are you getting gas like twice a week?" He's like, "Truck life, mom. I got a V8." I'm like, "No, that's not really the reason. <laughs> I'm not stupid." So yeah, it's all great. Love teenagers. So had they met at school prior to this happening? No. So they just met during quarantine over over like Instagram or yeah. something. They had like some mutual friends, but literally all their encounters had been in the middle of the night, you know, through the bedroom window. Yeah. Awesome. That is like a movie waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have been shot. You like, guys, I'm going to, never mind. I can't admit this on this podcast. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> you got good dirt. No, I would just say I might be a little bit proud if <laughs> that was happening. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's that. All right. Well, I'll keep you guys. I'll keep you guys informed on what it's like with a crazy seventeen-year-old. It's it's it. It makes for good conversation. Good good content. It does. It does. I just have an angst-filled teenager who's just mad that she lost her freshman year of college. So oh, yeah. I don't get any good stories right now. <laughs> um. Best thing from the internet. We ready to hit that now? Um, and I, and I gotta be, I have to be transparent. I forgot the cat story because my eyes are terrible right now. I'm 50 years old. I had to write in pen. I usually write in marker with my notes so I can see it. And I couldn't, I couldn't see. You're just selling yourself out here on the internet. I know. (laughs) Okay. So go ahead, Ian. Uh, my best thing is (laughs) I'll send you the link you can put on here. I saw there was a guy, um, I think it was a British sports, um, uh, announcer but he had a zoom call with his two dogs at home <laughs> and so he gets on there and he's having the zoom call and he goes all right listen we're gonna this is our year-end review we need to review the year and the first thing we're gonna talk about on this meeting is your lack of focus you know so he starts like talking to the one dog and then the other dog like keeps wandering off he's like ollie get back here get back in the screen he's like look i mean you're falling asleep in the meeting this is ridiculous so it just was, you know, dumb, funny stuff to look at. I want to, I would love to see like the background set up on all that, like how, yeah. you know, the logistics. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we were talking about the games and I got to give a shout out to make wads great again for the letters that went out to these athletes because I was dying. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read you one that they sent. So they took the letter, the, the form letter and sort of, you know, modified it to make it funny. So good. Um, the first letter is to Matt Fraser, you know, and it says we're writing to reconfirm, you know, your invitation to compete at the games, yada, yada, yada. At the end, it says, we also invited 29 other athletes for you to destroy. We hope you don't mind as we know you enjoy beating larger groups, but it's all California will allow. So that was the Matt, the Matt one. Then they sent one to all the other athletes and it says something like, we've invited 29 athletes to compete for the coveted silver and bronze medals awarded to Matt's <laughs> runners-up. And as an added bonus, Dave will be grilling hot dogs. See you in Aromas. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. And then, the Masters one is really... 
So wait, this is better. So then they send one to Roman Kranikov and they say, Oh yeah. Hi Roman. We're writing to tell you that you're effed. Let's be honest. That visa wasn't fixing itself anyway. Better luck in 2024. (laughs) 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 Then they send one to mayhem and it says, we're writing to cancel your invitation to compete, pour some sweet tea and do your own thing, bro. Yeah. And then to the master's athletes, it says, hi, generic master athlete. We're writing to cancel your invitation to compete at the games. To be honest, we couldn't be bothered with looking up your name. It's not like anyone watched the master's events regardless. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the zero coverage we provided. So if you think about it, you are basically breaking even here. Good luck in the 2021 season, assuming your old ass survives the Rona. (laughs) That's pretty good. Now, John Woolley also says in some of the comments that he wrote a teen one, but he didn't have the heart to post it. Yeah. So I'm really trying to get a hold of what that one is because I'm sure the teens would be fine with it. But, oh, man, that was really, really good. They were good. They were really good. So I I have two. One super quick. Did you guys see the butter truck? Yep. Yes. Last night. GMC. That was so, so cool. So my real one is um, I am a child of the 80s. I am 50 years old. Everybody knows that. It's mentioned on here frequently. Several times. And when I was in college, my, um, my dorm room had posters of two athletes. One was Brian Bosworth and the other one was Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his workout video of, for his comeback? No. So wait, it, is he fighting Holyfield? Is that? The, there's speculation of that. There's nothing okay. announced. He wants to do some fights for charity. Guys, Holyfield okay. can't wear a mask. What do you mean he can't wear a mask? Because he doesn't have an ear. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to get a headband with the buttons. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> it is the most awesome training video and scary at the same time. Ooh. how ferocious this man is again. Really? So where can we see this? So I'll put a link below. Okay. Is it uh, like it's out on, on, it's out on YouTube. Or? It's out on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay. So I'll put a, I'll put a link on the down below so you guys can go check this out, but he is the baddest man on the planet always has been. And now that he is sober again, uh, is again. When's he going to try CrossFit? <laughs> Hey, we can get them. We can get them doing Murph. Let's just hey, hey, stop in. it, Amy. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, Scott. <laughs> that was really good. Um, but yeah, you got to check it out. It is unreal, and I, I will. I will pay to see that fight because uh, he's going to destroy somebody. Love it. Love he's it. champ. He's the champ. Uh, so, with that being said. Hey, let's end another one. Uh, Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Um, We love what you have to say. Um, And we just keep, every week, we keep growing more subscribers. It's been awesome. Uh, This has been a fun run, and we want to keep it going. So uh, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Remember, you can find us on YouTube now and all major podcast platforms. That's iTunes, 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, we're available on all those. And please hit that subscribe button on whatever you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.